0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare. The good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring on a variety of business owners and leaders, community advocates, nonprofits, etc., to talk about all things healthy versus not healthy in life and business. Today's guest, I have to contain myself because I'm pretty <laughs> excited. I'm sitting down, but I will stand up. We might have a push-up contest because, yeah, we'll get to the healthy stuff. This is a living legend, the gentleman who brought me into this realm of radio shows slash podcasts slash just talking into a microphone. I'm going to read the intro here. You can say hi now. Hello. <laughs> That's how he sounds, by the way. Pete the job guy, Langlois. How do I say it in French? Langlois. Je m'appelle Langlois. 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 Pete the job guy, Langlois. I like saying that. <laughs> here it is. staffing industry executive. Military veteran, veteran. 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 (laughs) Military veteran. Co-managing partner at Ascendo Resources, a full service professional and staffing agency right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Pete is also a philanthropic hard worker. We'll get to that. Legendary (laughs) dancer and the original radio host who got me into this world. Pete, the job
1: guy. I'm clapping for you, dude. Thank you. they I'm are, really too. They are, too. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I've been listening to your show. You do don't an lie awesome to job. Me. Don't lie to me. You do. You do okay. an awesome job, the videos are awesome.
0: The videos are great. Yep. We'll get to that, too. Mm-hmm. Pete, I, I don't even know how to—I just want to keep in- introducing you, right? And yep. Angie, your wife, who's supposed Woo! to be here— I'm going to hold this up all episode for the camera <laughs> stuff. She's going to be sitting here with us. She was supposed to join us. Something else came up. Totally get it. You had a radio show for how long? Uh, a little over four years, almost five years. Called what? Hard worker with Pete the Job Guy. Hard worker with Pete the Job Guy. Yep. So, so we met through Providence. Yeah. Yeah. That it was the Dad's Providence club Dad's, at the time, Dad's uh, Club. Yeah. Which has completely fizzled out. By the way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get it back. And and we talked, and you're like, Hey, man, can you do a segment? We did. Common sense ain't so common was a thing.
1: Yeah. And then I kind of co-hosted the show with you. Well, you know, the thing is, is you know, when you have your show, you know, it's your baby right? And you're like, okay. Um, And you want to make it the best show possible. I met you dynamic, funny, outgoing. I saw you, you did some, uh, you took some chances out there on LinkedIn and social media, which I thought was pretty exciting and funny. And (laughs) I thought, wow, I I want to, Team up with this guy, and you came in and and common sense ain't so common. Every week, you did a five minute segment, which I thought was dynamite, and then you did some dad joke things too, that were great. And it morphed into we we need to get you a bigger role uh, with this, and you became my co host, and it was fantastic.
0: And and at that time too, right, you're you're taking your foot off the gas pedal mm-hmm. at this at this yeah. stage. We'll yep. get to it. but but the show that you were hosting, and and probably the topic of today in general is hard work, mm-hmm. right, right. So so your show which mm-hmm. is still active on some podcasts I think. It maybe, is. It's out there. Yep. What kind of guests did you have? What was the topic of the conversation? Then we'll go right into just just hard work,
1: man. Great, great. Yep. You know when you you think about where I'm from, a uh, northeast a town called Tewksbury, Massachusetts. It's northeast of Boston. Wait, say it
0: again. Mass, how do you say it?
1: Massachusetts. I need that thick accent, man. He's got he's got some
0: <laughs> he's got some meat on it.
1: Well, you know, uh, where I grew up, the biggest compliment you could give somebody wasn't, uh, "Hey, that Peter's the smartest. He's he's the the best looking or the richest." The best compliment you could give somebody in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, was that Peter he's a hard worker, and that resonated with me. You know, I I, I left Tewksbury, I joined the Navy for a long time, and I realized. You know, in the Navy's kind of funny. It's unique where you get promoted based on tenure, not necessarily on performance. On so consent, I, had, yeah. I had some special bosses, I'll say. <laughs> oh, but I realized no matter what situation I was in, if I worked harder at it, uh, I, I ended up doing better and being more successful. And it kind of separated me from others by being that hard worker. I yeah. achieved more. Um, so, you know, my show that I, I had, Hard Worker with Pete, the job guy, was, you know, really a show about uh, uh, helping people to be more effective and productive in their professional careers. And the people that I had on were, you know, hiring managers in Jacksonville, people that all had a story there, yep. uh, people that lead teams and have challenges and people that, um, you know, faced different, um, I don't know, all these different challenges that dealt specifically with work. And we like to ask questions and provide solutions that help people. Um, and a lot of them, you know, when you think of anybody's recipe for success professionally, a cornerstone ingredient is going to be hard work. So everything kept coming back to all these people that had varying degrees of success in their lives. But it, they all attribute it to hard work and perseverance, uh, a lot of it. So
0: Was it, was it Ford? I, I can't remember if it's Ford or not. Like The harder I work, the luckier I
1: get. Yeah, Who said that. Yeah, I think it might. It have was been. Pete the Job guy. to yeah. you know, <laughs> quote you for that. All roads lead to me. I said it at some point, so it's mine.
0: <laughs> I and again, we've we've. I, I love that concept because I don't think yes, there is luck involved in life, but if you run a business or or want to go out on your own or even be successful in your organization, nothing trumps hard work, right? Would you agree or disagree? Yeah,
1: I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, hard work. Like I said, you know, this. If if you're gonna go on a sales call, let's say, there's pre-sales call hard work. I'm going to do due diligence yeah. prior to going. I'm not just going to show up and ask a bunch of questions. I'm going to show up and I'm going to demonstrate that I put some time and energy into this meeting prior to going there. Um, I always think, you know, hard work um, will always pay off. And by hard work, I don't mean, you know, you got to come in earlier and earlier every day and stay later and later. But from buzzer to buzzer you got to give it your all. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I've yeah. got,
0: right. Your, your kids are, how old are your kids?
1: Yeah. Lindy's 19, going to be 20. Hi, Lindy. Yeah. And crew is uh, 27.
0: Okay. So significantly older than my kids. And we could talk about dad stuff for days. I love dad conversations. My kids are five, seven, and nine. And I'm trying to instill like, you have to just, I love that from buzzer to buzzer. If you're playing a a youth sport or in school, like, when you're there, you work your butt off on that
1: thing. Take your time off. Because not everybody's willing to do it. You know, there's a lot of people in there. You hear this whole thing about quiet quitting, too, and people just doing enough to get by. I'm like, even (laughs) if I'm leaving a job, I'm going to give it my best until I find another job or until I I leave. I'm going to give it. Because you know why? By giving it your best, a lot of times you can turn a bad job into a better or a great job or enter your dream job if you just do your best and apply your uh, apply yourself more I say to people once in a while right if I told you and I'm in sales right I run a, a staffing companies and I have for years if I say to a staffing professional if I told you Eric um, if you uh, do your best today if you're the best I'm gonna give you a million dollars a million dollars at the end of the day and would you do something differently or would you do more today because the million dollars is on the line? It, I'm, I'm looking at Trey and uh, Justin <laughs> over here, too. We, we, yeah, who, who would say no to that? Right. Everybody would do hard. And I always say, well, what's preventing you from doing it now? Because you can earn your million dollars. You know, you have unlimited upside when you're in sales. You just do it and you do it consistently. You do it every day. You'll earn your million.
0: We, we've always talked about sales, too, because I think it, for whatever reason, the term sales can get a bad rap. Right. Mm-hmm. It, 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 immediately people think of uh, a car sales person. Which, come on in! <laughs> um, which, again, car salesmen are, are not bad either. Sales, to me, is is unlimited potential. Yeah. But you said it, right? You work hard. Right. You, you control your own destiny.
1: Right. Uh, you know, when you said something about sales. You The top 2% of all income earners in the United States are salespeople. Okay? They're salespeople. doesn't have to be the CEOs, all this stuff. They're salespeople. I, I was forging a pretty nice career as a, a training and development manager, and I was making pretty good money at the time thinking, yep. I'm, you know, hey, look, look, watch me. And some guy kept ducking out of my class, and I'm teaching people to be more effective and productive. I was in leadership uh, development, and I'm teaching people to be better. He kept leaving. I said, hey, bud, you know, it's a little disruptive. You know, what's going on? You, you, you have some kind of emergency? He said, I just closed the deal and made $25,000 and uh, and I said 2nd I'm teaching you to be better at, at at your career and you're making five times what I'm making I got into sales and never looked back
0: right right there that that's the guy who kicked you, kicked you in the rear that was it that's this all is, I needed so again the, the show what the Health just happened it, it is predominantly healthcare related we mm-hmm. we try to do at least 50 60% strictly healthcare mm-hmm. but I think that life in general right you have healthy versus unhealthy practices right in sales, I again, I'll talk about it. I think all of us are in sales in some capacity. That's correct. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't know that story. By the way, I like learning something new about you, Pete. Um, we had a prep call. I like the pre, like the prep calls beforehand. Mm-hmm. I wrote this down, highlighted it, and bolded it. If it's important to you, work hard at it. And you had th- kind of three three elements specifically that are kind of your pillars that are important to you, right? That are healthy for you, right? You want me to read them to you? Yeah, sure. You know ahead. I mean, again, if if it's your job, working hard is one recipe that will never fail. Uh, Your personal life, if relationships are important to you, you got to work hard at it. And then the third element, which could be two, is spirituality and personal health. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, let's talk about your your healthy. If your job is important, what's healthy there? And I, I love the personal life. Because I want to talk
1: about Angie some more, too. The <laughs> Angie's, boss. The yeah, Angie's the best. Angie's <laughs> the best. I outkick my coverage. There's no doubt. I oh, love it. So, you know, in your career, if your career is important to you, and I've found out um, in life, that's the greatest thing about being old. And I'm 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 older than than. Can a lot I ask people, how old right? you are? Or is that weird? Yeah. No, no. I don't care. I'm 58 years old. I'm 40. Know? And yeah.
0: if I like Pete's an animal, by the way, we'll get some yeah. footage here. <laughs> at 58, if I'm if I'm Pete the job guy, I'm I'm pretty happy.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm 58 years old, and I get to look at life now through a, a lens, a lens of experience, and I've experienced highs, lows, and everything in between. And you know, we are the sum total of our life experiences, and I've had a lot. And what I've come to realize, uh, and uh, emotional intelligence plays a lot, you know, into it. And, um, you know, when when I look at a a little thing called self-awareness, I realized there were a lot of things in my life that I I did, I I could have done better. I messed up at earlier, but I learned lessons that I've employed now for over 25, maybe 30 years. And it's really, really served me well. If things are important to me at work, i.e., Let's say it's a promotion. What do I have to do to to get that promotion? Who's my competition? What do I have to do better than anybody else? And I have to be willing to do those things. You know, maybe I have to earn a degree on the side. Well, yeah, you know, the whole time I was in the Navy enlisted uh, for seven years, I went to night school and weekend school. And and I got my undergrad degree and started working on my master's before I even got out of the Navy. What was the degree in? In workforce education, with an emphasis in curriculum design and development, I, I was on dean's list every semester. I worked over fifty hours a week as a jet engine mechanic and was attending these classes. And it what was a master's in. I, I never finished my master's, okay. but it was in administration. I got about a quarter of the way through, and life got in the way, and it never yeah. got out of the way. And then I didn't need it, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you learn
0: too. I mean, again, we we could have a dialogue about college degrees, is it worth it or not? Right.
1: For me, it was, you know, I wanted to be a training and development manager. I attended uh, and and taught uh, Dale Carnegie uh, courses, effective, uh, yeah, all the fun stuff. It it was really good. Cool stuff I I did, but if it was important and I worked hard at it, um, I, I was more successful. And even in staffing, I realized I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and I never will be, you know, and, and, you know, I, I have a Boston nasally accent and I'm down here. We love it. California. I love it. Yeah, it, it was, uh, was kind of interesting. And I work for, you know, mm-hmm. a, a very large uh, international publicly traded company where everybody's buttoned up. And, you know, uh, I wasn't. I was kind of blue collary, you yeah. know, compared to the rest. But I had to do more. And I, I, I always, you know, if everybody had to make 150 calls, I had to make 200. If I had, a, they, they got into 50 uh, conversations a day, I had to get into 60. But I did it, and I did it consistently every day. And I pushed, 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 and I became number one in the world though, out of 15,000 uh, employees. And I'm in Cowpoke, Jacksonville, Florida, fighting against New York and all these other. What was Cowford? Excuse me. All right. Okay. (laughs) So I Cow something, Jacksonville. Uh, Hey, I've lived here for over 30 years. I call it what I was. I love it. But, um, you know, I I had to do more and work harder to be successful. So professionally, um, it really serves me well. And it always, when something's not right, I just, instead of pointing fingers at other people, I shine the mirror on myself and say, what can I do differently to be more successful?
0: I love, man, because I want to get to the personal side here. Yeah, too, yeah. Relationships yeah. specifically. But we we talk about this. I sometimes I give people a hand mirror. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't go well. Yeah. Talk about wives earlier. When she's like, what's the problem? One time I handed her one of her makeup mirrors and it didn't go well. Oh wow. But wow. In, in that's that's my approach too, right? right? If if things aren't going well most of the time, I like to gift hand mirrors and be like when things are going really well, right. look in the mirror, man. Right. If you work hard, right, personal side, yeah, right? yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'm at that age, right. Yeah, I'm 40, and friends late 30s to mid 40s. We're we're going through divorce, the divorce stage. Yeah, yeah. So you've been married
1: for how long? You work together for right. how long?
0: Yeah, and the work that that takes for that personal life to be healthy,
1: right. Angie and I have been uh, together for over twenty-five years. We worked together for twenty one, twenty-two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my sign. Angie's the best. Angie's the best. <laughs> we you know, we ride in one car, okay? We do everything together. It's rare that I ever drive my car. I drove it here today, but I almost never do. We're just always together. But that that relationship is so important to me, right? So when it's important, you work harder at it. I get up every morning, right? I do all the dishes. The house is spotless. She doesn't do any cleaning. Uh, Don't listen to this, stuff. Yeah, That's yeah, going to get yeah. me in a lot I do of it, trouble. I do it every month. So it's, it's the truth. And then I hear her stirring around usually about 25, 30 minutes after I get up. I bring her coffee every day. And and it just sets the tone for the, for, for the day. I do so many things for her and what used to be like, oh, man, I got to get up. I got to do this. Now I'm on autopilot. That stuff's easy and she appreciates it. But even like we don't have arguments. I don't raise my voice. Sometimes we can get testy with each other, but I say, you know, it's important for me uh, to show her that I love and appreciate her every single day. And, and and I, uh, you know, is it work sometimes, you know, you, you, you can get a little testy with each other here and there. But it's important, so I'm always going to do that. You know, I, uh, I, I love it. I've i never spanked my kids. I, I, I don't believe in it. It doesn't make any sense to hit anything that you love. Um, but I don't raise my voice with my kids. And it's funny that they you know, they're getting older. All they want to <laughs> do is hang out with mom and dad. Which I love every that, Christmas. Every that is I mean, the,
0: the perfect definition of like what is successful parenting. Yeah. Are your adult children wanting to spend time with you? Right. I,
1: I think so. I think that's uh, it's it, it's a uh, it's a good indicator.
0: Before <laughs> the last two, right? The hard work on the on the spirituality and the, the personal health, which you talked about, working with your wife. I mean, is that is there are there lines drawn where hey, it, when we walk in that office at eight thirty or nine? And walk out. That's a different relationship, or is it similar relationship?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. Angie Langlois, hold up the pistol. Oh, here we go. I got it. (laughs) You hold. You win this one. Angie Langlois (laughs) is the single most competitive person I've ever met, and I'm really competitive. I was a competitive wrestler for a lot, a lot of years, and and, yeah, and and, uh, you know, very competitive. And Angie, the the only thing that we don't compete in is when we're at work. We're we're both client facing. There's a lot of people that recruit. I don't um, I don't usually recruit a lot of candidates. I I talk to clients about their their hiring needs, uh, and I have recruiters that find the talent yeah. that I place. And Angie does the same thing. We split everything half and half. So Angie's not going to outproduce me one year, and I'm not going to outproduce her. And we don't say that's mine. That's just everything's fifty fifty. So that competitiveness. Could we still talk about when we started in this business? I was like. You know, hey, I remember back in uh, two thousand, uh, I outproduced you by at least a hundred thousand bucks. You know, you know, we, we still talk about before the we split everything. Yeah, yeah, I, it was love, it. Scorecard. I love it. I love it. All of it. Let's,
0: again. I got a healthy or not healthy question for the second half. Is competition? <laughs> That's a huge one. Right. This is a big topic, and I this is arguably the, the two that all of them. I love the thoughts of, of hard work in general. Hard worker. Uh, every time hard I try worker. to say that. On the show, I butchered it, because I'm not from Massachusetts. You could split these two up, but spirituality and personal health. Right. Um, Some people aren't comfortable talking about their spiritual journey. Yep. That's important to you, and you work hard at it.
1: Well, you know, I really, on that one, I'm going to have to take the pass because I'm not a very spiritual person okay. uh, and I don't mind talking about anything. I grew up Catholic. I mean, Stand I was, up. I, Sit was down. An, I was, I was, don't forget Still Neil, down, don't yeah. forget Neil. Uh, but you know, I went through all the sacraments. I was an altar boy. I, you know, rang the bells and, and all that other stuff, but I'm, um, I'm not a very religious guy. You know, my, my wife, interestingly enough, grew up a uh, Mormon. She grew up uh, with, uh, with, yeah, with the Mormon faith and uh, she's uh uh, since, uh, she's not practicing or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we, um, uh, but our health is important to both of us and you haven't seen me for a, a little while. You look I, good. I just I, that sounds it.
0: real creepy by the way. Yeah. I, mean, well, I don't, I can't see. Well, Jeremy when he said like, it, he goes, you, you look, look very good. nice. Pete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just lost 30 pounds. I was 237 pounds. I'm, I'm 207 now, uh, on a, on a road to about 200 or maybe 195. Going to get back into my Spartans. Again. What's your fighting weight? I'd say 195 is probably okay. it. That's that's it. I don't have much to to give beyond that. But that's uh, the, the how much time we got left. Five minutes.
0: We and again, I like like I'll well, let's dive. You, into this you
1: topic. Are, are a health care nut, right? You're you're a fitness I, nut. You I look like a, you are anyway. <laughs> I am a.
0: What's funny is I I would say right now at 40, I'm in I'm in rough shape for me. Yeah. Right. My definition of, of health than, is yeah. different than other people, but right. compared to. Ninety percent of my peers, I'm, I'm, I would say, very healthy. I love healthcare in general, yep. right? The system, which has many flaws, but the the health and wellness side is just an obsession and a passion of mine. And we talked about this too during COVID, right? Which yeah. I still call Voldemort. I don't know if you know Harry Potter. It's like the term oh. you don't name. Oh yes. Okay, so that's yeah. what I call COVID as Voldemort. So we refer to the COVID as Voldemort. <laughs> We, we talked about this. I, I think some people went one of two directions, right? They got oh, yeah. it together and they got healthy mm-hmm. or they went backwards. Yeah. And I am guilty of that. I think you are too. Like, yeah, I did. I did. Again, I ate like crap. Yep. A lot of, lot of booze, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but, again, still in good shape and you. Yeah. T- tell me your y- – we had talked about this too. Y-
1: yeah. What, what's interesting is I got into a habit, my wife and I, right? We get off work and we share the same day, the stressors, everything. And it got – Really comfortable coming home. Psh, you want a beer, mm-hmm. honey? I'm going to have one. Mm-hmm. And the two of us sit down on the couch and we have a beer. We talk about the day. Well, that beer goes into another one, another one, another one. Then, you know, probably averaging about six six beers each a night. Okay. And then eating on top of that. I never eat healthy. Yeah. And, and, doing that. and we, we were eating the wrong things. We were drinking too much. And we both. And, I, and my doctor told me my blood pressure is getting up. And he even said to me, he's like, Pete, you're fat. you know he he didn't say that he said pete you need to lose weight you went from
0: that's a good doctor's like i'm not gonna lie you're 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 kind of (laughs) bad he
1: was he was he was my neighbor he's a great doctor it is what's his name uh dr stan stan campiano doctor doctor stan hello there yeah dr stan uh, i told him my habits and he's like you drink way too much you can't drink like this your blood (laughs) pressure's up and it's it's not white coat syndrome where you you know you come in and your blood pressure's a little elevated and all this stuff he said um I want to see you back here in three months. I want you to lose weight and discontinue drinking the way you did. So I did, you know, when the doctor tells you to do it. And it's funny, my best friend's a doctor, one of my best friends. And he says to me, he goes, why on earth would you tell him you drink that much? Because <laughs> oh, that's, that's, <laughs> I do. Let's call this and He out. goes, well, everything's going to go back to that you're drinking. And anytime you have a problem, he's going to relate it to you drinking. Well, maybe it is, you know, <laughs> look at it again.
0: Let's talk about that mirror. Let's pull that yep. personal mirror out and look in the mirror. I, I, I Respect and appreciate patients who are honest with their doctors. Yes. Yeah. Because there's stats out there. When you go to the doctor, yeah. well, you know, do you do tobacco? No, I don't. I'll tell you like I had a battle with chewing tobacco for a long Did time. Did you really on and off? Wow. This is actually, I'll admit this, the longest I've gone without chewing tobacco in a long time. No kidding. Um but when they ask me, Do you use tobacco do you smoke cigarettes? I'm like, nope. But I'm lying. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, it's like, and then the alcohol thing too, I, this is, I shouldn't say this, but what is it? One leads to two, two leads to four, yeah. four leads to eight and eight leads to floor. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. So yeah. stuff. But we, again, we
1: overcame you, it. We started, uh, uh, you know, eating, uh, better, less portions, uh, a little bit of, uh. Uh, what do you call it when you fast? Uh, intermittent. intermittent fasting. We did a little bit yeah. of intermittent fasting, uh, but really ramped up the. the I, I jogged Saturday. I did seven and a half miles Saturday, and the day after I did eight miles. And said, "I, I, I got a keep couple going.
0: things I wanted. We're, we're going to get you to do one. The next. Have you done a Spartan race? Yeah. So next I've done one, super Jack's. Spartan. Those are, dude. Yeah, the Come most on. humbling
1: thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> Rolled my ankle at mile seven, and yep. then had it was eighteen miles total. Yep. So I had eleven more miles limping. Let's a, blind lady, a blind lady walked by me. Oh, no. Nah. The first date, people were like, do you want me to walk? I'm like, no, i got to finish this. It's the most humbling hours of my life. That's one thing. There's a huge event in Jacksonville called Sandlot Jacks. Oh, yeah, you know them? Yeah, oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah. we Jason. Yeah. So we're taught, we, we've had some conversations. We're trying to get some partners lined up with them. That's a great event. That's yeah. a fun one, too.
1: That, we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. I Let's like do that. it. Let's do it. And, and last time, though, I was in shape. Like, I was really in shape doing all these boot camps and, and all this stuff. And I remember my, my uh, buddy's a, a big crossfitter, and we get to the rope with the bell at the top. Yeah. And he goes, like, we'd run up to the thing. Hi, how do you want to do it? And I said, I'm doing it like this. And I didn't use my legs. I just, bing, and well, that's impressive. I said, I was, that's healthy. I, I don't know if I still can, because that was well, if about If you get five down five your fight ago. weight,
0: you can. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we're, we're coming up to the first commercial break. Dang it, the time flies by. Um, any shout-outs to people? Well,
1: Boston Danny Langley. Oh, <laughs> We're going to do a lot of that. Boston Danny, that's so funny. That guy's funny. He came down and visited, and uh, we had a blast. He's a he's a he's a special guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, it's good to be back in here. Yeah, like, I think I feel like you might have to be a reoccurring guest if you're. Well,
1: interested. I'll come in any time. I really, really enjoy this. Uh, I enjoy working with Cox Media OKV family. Yep. And, 104.5 and
0: WOKV. Yeah, we repurpose yeah. it on podcasts, but. Yep. Yeah. You do. You've done a lot of stuff with Cox Media. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Whether it's advertising, the show, just uh, the different events and stuff, yep. and uh, uh, whatever I uh, I do seems to come back to me. So yep. it's uh, it's it's good. I don't. I I'm, I I'm happy to advertise with Cox Media.
0: Pete, the job guy, Alangloy, and Angie. I try to French it up. Woo-hoo! I can't French up your last name ever. <laughs> the hard worker. Um, Executive in recruiting and staffing, our Resources. Just honestly, I like you, man. Yeah. I like you. Ditto. Man. The feeling's mutual. That's what the health just happened.
1: Welcome back, all you hard workers. And welcome to Hard Work, where Hard Worker would beat the job guy. This is a show dedicated to the workforce of today and whoa. tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What happened? What the hell just happened? What the hell just <laughs> happened, man? This is not hard work. What beat the job guy? This is what the hell just happened. with beat the job guy? Old habits—they're hard to break. That's my fault.
0: <laughs> I want to play that on repeat over and over. And you got—you had more intros too, man. You killed the intro.
1: Well, you know that's—that's that's one thing about. Uh, uh, what I used to teach at Dale Carnegie. Is anytime you have to get up in front of a group, just nail your intro. Just nail the intro. The rest will come to you. You can usually improv and do some fillers but those first 60 seconds yes 60 seconds seconds. seconds. you gotta nail that
0: yeah dude that was I I love it so Pete the job guy here with Ascendo Resources recruiting and staffing expert if you missed the first half it'll be available on whatever the heck the podcasts are we post them next week 104.5 WOKV hopefully you're hearing this live if not like I said you'll catch it on the podcast Pete the job guy I love this man it sounds creepy. He also looks handsome. There's a lot of male love going on here because he's just a good dude. We talked a lot about hard work early yeah. on, yep. right? That's, yeah. that's the emphasis. That that's what you talk about constantly. That's what's made you successful in the military, in marriage, in, in multiple companies where you've been successful. I want to do some healthy or not healthy.
1: Okay, good. Let's get into
0: it. You got any thoughts? Think about it because I'm gonna start firing some at you. Okay. Okay. All healthy right. or not healthy, working with your significant other slash wife or husband. Wow.
1: I'm gonna say healthy. Okay. For me. For others, it might be tough. You know, it might be challenging. But for me, it's very healthy and it's uh it's very rewarding. We get to be near each other all the time, which is pretty cool.
0: Healthy or not healthy, self awareness.
1: Oh, healthy, healthy, healthy. And, and I wish I had more of it when I was a younger person. I really wish I saw myself through how other people's eyes better. Um, but man, self awareness is, is a healthy and important thing.
0: EQ or IQ? Uh,
1: for me, uh, EQ.
0: It's not even debatable. Not even, That's not not a, not even not. a little Okay, bit. okay. healthy or mm. not healthy? The state of Massachusetts 50 <laughs> 50?
1: <laughs> well taxachusetts uh you know there's <laughs> a lot heard that term. there's that. a lot of it that's uh, that's unhealthy but i uh, got it to all my peeps up there it's very healthy
0: healthy or not healthy hard work
1: it's the healthiest thing hard working hard anything that's important to you is the best thing that you can do okay you got any you want to throw my way yeah 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 Let, let's see um oh i'm gonna go with arm. spanking Oh, dude, that's so hard. I know it. I know dude.
0: it. Are we talking about spanking adults yeah. or children?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, sorry. I, we talked about this earlier. I, I'm gonna say healthy for the right environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, and I'm gonna say incredibly unhealthy for the wrong environment.
1: Right. Right.
0: That's a tough one. I
1: know it is. Dang. I know it is. How about this? Bacon. Dude, that's healthy. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. That's healthy. Anything that tastes that good, has got like, to be Does healthy. it make you feel good? Then it's got to be healthy. Rolos.
0: Unhealthy. I hate Rolos. I, yeah.
1: Anybody? Anyone?
0: <laughs> nobody, nobody. Nobody on the Rolos? What kind of music do you listen to? Uh,
1: my favorite uh, band of all time, Grand Funk Railroad, Three Dog Night. Uh, oh! Between those two, my, my favorite. Oh, I yeah. forgot
0: about the band. Okay. What? Like, Do you have a hype song? Like a song you put on, and you're like, let's get after it, let's get to work.
1: When I... Uh, Back in the day, when I closed a, a big deal, I'd get in my car and and listen. Back then, I I, I was what big, kind of car was it? Oh, it was the brand new uh, Jaguar XR7, and I had Dusty Springfield, the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Preacher's son. I would put that on, mm, and I'd the only I, and I'd be going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And He's and the
0: son of a preacher man. man. We've never uh, sang on this show by yeah. the way. That's a first.
1: Uh, uh, but as I was leaving the parking garage, and I was on the fourth floor and I would spiral down slowly but I'd have my stereo Just, blaring. Oh. I'd have to put the windows down and play that song on the way down going, "That's ah, a good day, man." Yeah. yeah. I love it. I was going to get What's you- your theme song? So
0: there's one specific. It's really bad. It's called Annie up. It's like a really hardcore rap song, which yeah. is funny because that's not my genre. But when yeah. it comes on, like the intro, oh, yeah. I will run through a wall like a Kool Aid guy. <laughs> like I will knock this wall down. Yeah, but that's the hype song, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you listen the later, it's like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Um, I, again, judge me here, I loved Blink-182 for a while. Oh, I
1: did too. I, like, I did too.
0: That's just my genre. There's a couple of She songs. left
1: me roses by the stairs. This is really happening right now. <laughs> surprises surprises let, let me know she
0: cares. <laughs> What's happening right now? I love this. They've got some new music that I They got a new album that just came out. Sounds like their old stuff too, yeah. I swear this is a
1: healthcare related- <laughs> Show that's healthy by the way. Plank one eighty two healthy. This
0: <laughs> we could do this all day. Healthy or not healthy, dancing like no one's looking.
1: Oh, dancing is important. Okay. Dancing is is something when I, I, I when I work out, I have a, a a MEP counter, I count all my calories and they they assign you so many units on uh, your work out. If I don't hit my goal uh for that, turn up the music and I just start dancing until I'm getting my extra calories and everything. So I love to dance.
0: I, and I, I've heard. I feel like. Are you doing the JDRF um, oh, party yeah. into the blue? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. And Pete the Job guy. Every year, I sponsor the bar. Uh, oh, so I, I once now again. I have to go. I was once like, Man, I can I make again, it? I'm the bar sponsor because I like to get everybody drunk. Not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Because when they when they drink too much, they spend more on the silent auction items and the auction items. That's a and it's and uh, uh, it drives the the, the uh, total donation amount up. So yeah. So at
0: that event, I heard, and I've heard this from multiple people, like you. You're a dancer.
1: I, I like to dance. And and keep in mind, for uh, for six years, I played in the best That's, disco funk band you have ever seen. And what's the name, the name of, of it? The name of the band was Booty Call. Booty Call. I'd say Google it up. But you're gonna find some other stuff when you Google up <laughs> Booty Call. But, <laughs> But if you what Google it, up
0: instruments, singing, like tambourine yeah, dancing. I'm,
1: what, yeah, I'm a, I'm a drummer. But oh, in that band, this guy gets cooler I cooler. played uh, 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 deep dish congas, and I was right up front. I sang eh, about a third of the song's lead, and I sang back up on, on all the songs. And, uh, you know, but I was also the show. Okay, that was the, the funny part.
0: Oh, this man gets cooler and cooler. Oh, Steph, when I Google booty call at home, it's for this band. It is not for what you
1: think it the, is. The buddy. greatest thing? I have video evidence of all of this, uh, of us singing, playing. Or was our, this local to Jack's? We, you know, we we played at a. It's it's no longer here, but we were the number one band in Charleston, South Carolina. I love Charleston. And uh, Tone Loke spun with us uh, up in and when we played in Charlotte Funky Cole one Medina. Time. Yeah, Funky Col Medina. Uh, we were going off the rails here, by the way. Oh, but hey, it was but, fun. Hey. It's fun. fun it
0: stuff. was healthy. It was healthy. Okay. Healthy. I'm going to, I got to reel this back in. Okay, even realist. though I just want to go, I don't want to. Now I just want to yeah. talk about all this ridiculous <laughs> stuff.
1: But It's fun stuff.
0: Healthy hard work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that is, you want a recipe to be successful? Mm-hmm. So you need one ingredient,
1: Yeah. I think, hard work. Yeah. And and you know, it, when you and I talked about this earlier, you asked man, hard work, Pete, that messaging. What about burnout? Yes, that's what and, I'm and, and, and uh, I didn't mean to steal your thunder because you, no, you no, might have no. been leading you're, you're, up to that. But yeah, me. and, and the, the burnout thing is something you have to be careful for, uh, careful about. And and I don't want people to hear like hard work. Oh man, you just got to grind harder and all that. It's you have to do more of the right things. You have to be willing to do more of the right things during whatever time that you have allotted. Like, I work hard at my personal life, so my personal time is very important to me. And I have to have, uh, you know, kind of a measured, uh, okay, from this time to this time, you're going to get my full attention. I'm going to do everything. <clears throat> the, the, the number one biggest distraction people have at work is their phones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, I could have a conversation with you right now, but bink, and I go to my phone, right? I'm a beep, and I go to that. If you put your phone away... For uh, like two mode. hours. Yeah, you say, okay, for the next two hours I'm putting this away because I have to have focused, unfettered time dedicated to accomplishing these goals. You put the doggone phone away and I guarantee you, you'll you accomplish, accomplish more. So the working hard is limiting your distractions, having goals, getting after it, um, you know, celebrating s- your wins. Celebrating wins, as right. setting boundaries. Oh, you setting said it. Setting boundaries, yeah. If you work
0: from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., Five, seven days a week. And some people can do that. Right.
1: I I think you're
0: probably going to burn out. Right. Set those boundaries. The phone is a
1: huge one. Set that boundary. Right. But, you know, when I say work hard, I'm not talking about missing your kid's soccer game. I'm not talking about, you know, the one time they're going to get up and do something you're not going to be. You have to make that time because you have to work hard at it. You hear that, parents? (laughs) I mean, that's that's You get one
0: shot, you know. We talked about what's... A win as a parent when your adult kids want to hang out with you. Which That's sounds it. Like you and Angie. Have. That's it. We talked about burnout. Let's pivot a little bit to recruiting and staffing. Yeah, your uh, your name is Pete the Job Guy for God's yeah. sake. So yeah. you've been doing this for how long?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I've been in staffing and running staffing businesses uh, for twenty four years. Like around twenty four years, I've been doing it. And the the whole Pete the Job guy was Mark K. Used to have me on his show in the morning. Um, you know, way back when in 2008, you know, the depressed economy, maybe it was 2009 when they were just kind of coming out of it. Mark had all these people write in and say, you know, what they want for Christmas. They'd they'd write in or they'd call in and say what they want. And he he had all these people that just, I just want a job. I'm out of a job and out of work. And somehow he got my name and he asked me to come in and, you know, help. Can you give them information or answer questions to help people get a job? And I said sure, so I came on, and Mark kept saying, "Say your last name again." I said, "I said it's it's <laughs> Langlois," and he'd say, "Okay, Pete Langlois, Pete Langlois." I say, "Okay, I have Pete. Uh, <laughs> Pete finds people jobs. I'm gonna call him Pete the Job Guy." Okay, so Pete the Job Guy I is love here with how us, names are and that happened and way back when, and it kind of stuck. Pete the Job Guy, and he had me on quite a few times, uh, and we actually. Found jobs for people. Mark's said, like, "Do you think you could find a, a listener a job?" Mark's dynamite like that. He giving yeah. back and all that stuff. So, so we we would have. I'd get somebody a job, but I would have the, um, like Mark would call the person and say, "Eric, hey, how you doing, Eric? Good, good. You still looking for a job? Yeah. Hey, listen, I got Pete the job guy on the line oh, for you, great. right? Hey, uh, Eric, I got some good news." hang on, let's get the other caller in. The other caller would call on a different line. I'd have it all set up. Hey, we'd like to offer you a job. And offer the person a job so cool, live on man. the that's doggone so cool. air. And I was like, this is money. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that was so, Mark. That was Mark's idea. He put it all together. I want
0: to. So two things. I'm going to talk about nicknames and then, and then go back to recruiting and staffing specifically. Nicknames are hysterical. Right, yep. how they happen yeah and i do you know what some people call me hot sauce ross eric hot sauce ross yeah so mine i used to be a firefighter and my second day on the job my lieutenant called me hot sauce ross <laughs> and it and that was again i don't know 10 15 years ago and that's what a lot of people call me now is hot sauce ross which is not very professional by
1: the way but it's good it's a good I'm okay nickname with it. i'm okay i mean there's some it. bad nicknames you know in, in football like cheese yeah cheese <laughs> who calls you Cheese? <laughs> That's a, that's, an in, that's, oh, that's an inside Trace, joke. That's Trey's that name.
0: Horrible college nicknames, by the way.
1: My uh, uh, It didn't stick. In uh, football all through high school, I played, and there was a guy called the Stork. Everybody called him Storker. Hey, Storker! You know, Danny Monroe, because he he was... <laughs> I love you, Monroe's first and last he name had, he, had a, he had a tall guy with skinny legs. Well, I got really skinny legs, and it, and I remember Del Grasso, Coach Del Grasso says, hey, Peter, come over here. And I said, yeah, he goes, hey, we already got a Stork. So you had a crane. From now on, you had a crane.
0: I Did was crane
1: from 10th grade all through high school. Yeah. I have my 40-year high school reunion next month. I'm not going, by the way. It's November. I have a conflict. I can't go. But everybody would call me crane. Still call you crane.
0: Crane! Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Nicknames. Back let's, back to recruiting and staffing specifically. And then got to talk about some philanthropy stuff. Because yeah. you, you and Angie and your organization constantly give back to so many great organizations. Yes. yeah. yeah. Could you, like, I mean, again, the difference between recruiting and staffing, are Mm -hmm. they one and the same? Yeah, they basically are recruiting
1: and staffing, but there's different jobs within staffing, right? And we're just matchmakers, you know, it's not like I have to, you know, if I'm going to sell a product, it's not a complicated widget with all these features and benefits. If If I have an accountant right I said, okay well tell me what makes you a better accountant than all the other accountants let's talk about your experience what software packages you you've used uh, where you went to school uh what you've accomplished you know what kind of accountant you know is it manufacturing job costing is it construction job costing is it you know uh, there's, there's all different things and then i package you up and sell you to uh a, a narrow you know if i do my hard work <laughs> and, and due diligence I'm going to uh, take a rifle shot approach as to who I call rather than plaster you all over town. Yeah,
0: throwing that, that right. wide cast net versus dropping a line for That's a specific
1: it. fish. Fish where the fish are. I That's like fishing cool. metaphors. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um,
0: so what is uh, what is the most difficult industry to recruit and staff for right now?
1: You know, um, wow. Well, you know the, the the hot hands right now are in technology. It's it's data and and cyber are probably the the big things. Um, healthcare, uh, uh, travel nurses. As soon as we get them, they're out. You know, they're, to the they're, next game. Oh, they're they're going. They and what we we do is recycle when a contract's ending. We push them to the next one to the next one because they're so in demand. You know, so. Um, when I uh, uh, talk to parents whose kids are going to college, which what should they major in? I, I always say get an undergrad in mathematics or get into healthcare one way or another because you know you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. What's
0: um? So you're you mentioned it. You're in sales, right? Yeah, yeah. What's a good client, right? What's someone you're like? Hey, if you hear this, this is I'm the guy to work with, and this is why.
1: Yeah, if if there's clients out there, if there are people out there that are going through. Uh, uh, you know, let's say a merger or a migration, they're moving, something's happening. And clients that have um, some kind of um, uh, something happening to them, um, their employees might get um, nervous and jump ship and early. Like, let's say you're getting acquired and the, a company that's getting acquired, all these people like, what's going to happen Picking, to me and my, my job? S- yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so sometimes they jump and start looking and then the client, you know, they, they can't hire anybody because they're in the middle of this merger, mm. and they need consultants. And I help a lot that, that way, too. I can put in, um, you know, somebody as a stopgap to come in for a, you know undefined period of time, but keep things going while you're waiting for stuff to, to sift out. I help a lot of technology people with uh, upgrades, conversions, migrations, you know, technology. The bright, new, shiny, pretty is, always comes out, and they need help, and I supply tech talent to them. But, you know, uh, look, it's still a, a, a good time. If, you, if anybody's thinking of looking, call Ascendo Resources. Call Pete Nanji, Langlois. Uh, you know, w- we can help in any way. If you can call me directly. Do you mind if I give my Yo, number Every up? time. I love us? I'm going to say, what's your phone number? Because you always say it. Yeah. Anybody that wants to get a hold of me, maybe you're looking to hire somebody, uh, you can reach me. Or if you're looking for a job. Reach me. My, my email is Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Real simple. Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Or you can reach me on my cell, 904-304-4033.
0: Pete the job guy. We're not done. we got a couple minutes left here, even though time's running short. It drives me nuts because we're limited on time. I know. It,
1: it um, always goes by fast. We
0: talked about who's a good partner, good resource. Can you briefly talk about the, the other side? Like, hey, if you're in this... Uh, I'm
1: probably not your guy.
0: Yeah. Mainly a, a bad partner or right. unrealistic
1: expectations. Well, like, that, what's a bad client? Well, you know, what's interesting, um, the bad clients are the ones that don't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Hey, I'm writing that down. <laughs> clients that have um, uh, intense... Uh, processes that you know you put in process over progress like if you want to interview someone two oh, weeks later interview interview them again and then you, you're not really sure uh, you're gonna have three other people interview them I tell them most of the candidates that I represent are in a short supply high demand skill set and they're here today and gone you know, tomorrow. They're, they're gone quickly so you know, you work with me. I've already kissed all the frogs to find the prince or princess. I'm comfortable yeah. representing, and I always say you're working with a professional. And I offer a lot of guarantees. So even if you take my candidate and something for whatever reason, you know, it, it, you you can move swiftly and know that hey, I'll replace the person at no additional mm-hmm. cost if something doesn't work out within an allotted time frame. I wanted to share with you about a couple of the the the. the uh, the 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 organizations that last AMG couple and I, of minutes. Let's hammer this because yeah. I you
0: are you are a philanthropic individual.
1: I would say oh, there's no doubt
0: and yep. and. Some organizations you, you sponsor, you back, let it rip, because you, you, you talk about giving back. Yeah. What is it? Work hard, have fun, give back?
1: That's our model Giving back. Angie and I. I yeah. yeah. So. so, you know, what we do is, the, the organizations we select are ones that we know are having an impact, and the majority of the funds that, that we donate don't go to the executive out of state. Mm-hmm. They go directly to the cause. Uh, JDRF is one that I've been on the board of directors Juvenile
0: Diabetes Research Foundation, yes, for those Yes, who don't know. Yep.
1: That's, that's right, and uh, they, they, they exist to To fund the research to find a cure for type 1 diabetes but JDRF is is, is, we're uh, proud supporters Operation New Uniform with Michelle McManaman Janae's on the board of directors uh, with them but uh, Angie and I uh, support them sponsor their events their galas we attend their galas phenomenal tickets still available for later this year Um, we're also uh, big supporters of Pace Center for Girls shout out to Mary Mary Marks uh, out there uh, doing some wonderful things for some some people that uh, uh, really appreciate all the, the, the good things they do. Get Naked Jacks, which is the melanoma. I like research. the sound of this one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Melanoma <laughs> Research Jeez. found. Uh, Edit that out, please. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they encourage you to get naked and screen yourself yes. to make sure that you don't have uh, melanoma. And it's it's a preventative thing, but we're, I was the auctioneer and, and uh, we're, uh, Big event sponsors for that as well, uh, and finally, Chemo Noir well, is is one that I I really get behind both with uh, funds and my time, uh, and it's helping families and people that are affected by cancer. Uh, the bills pile up uh, uh, quickly, and Chemo mm-hmm. Noir really helps out families and people that are affected by cancer.
0: You you said it yourself, right? You you not only do you give financially, which some people can or can't do at whatever stage of life they're in, but you give back time, and I I think that's. Arguably more valuable to a lot of nonprofits who need representatives like you and Angie to give back that time. Right. So you're sitting on board seats, you're promoting these events. Um, Operation and New Uniform when's their event. Uh, I don't know specifically. I might have to get in touch. I think with it's I'd in, love to get them on too. That's I, a that's a great
1: guest. Oh, um, Michelle McManaman and uh, and Tracy. If you get Tracy on, he's he's phenomenal too. Ordy, uh, military ordnance man, uh, uh, retired, but. Uh, uh, they run a, a great program helping. I love uh, it. Uh, military, uh, ex-military, you know, veterans and their sp- uh, spouses and families transition into, uh, you know, meaningful, purposeful careers uh, post-service, C- civilian life. Like yeah, into the we'll civilian yeah. life. Which and I can say firsthand, you can relate to it. I, I was, I heard no after I came out of the Navy uh, for se- seven years. And I guess I was still talking Navy speak, and I thought I got this job as a claims examiner, and <laughs> I didn't get it. And I, I interviewed all over town, didn't get a job. And then finally, uh, my friend Mike says, hey, Pete, if if you need a job, you, you can come work for me. And Mike laid brick pavers. He had a brick paver company. I said, sure, I'll do it for a few months. I really appreciate it. I needed, I needed the work. Uh, you know, I kind of. Degree, seven years experience, couldn't find a job. I laid brick pavers. I thought it was going to be for good couple months. But you were
0: months. the best damn bricklayer there ever was. Yeah,
1: I, I did it for two years. I was out there laying Jeez. brick pavers. I had no fingernails, uh, no, no fingerprints. When I when I went, uh, finally got a, a, a white collar job, I uh, uh, Merrill Lynch fingerprinted me, you know, because that's what they do. I had smudge, smudge, smudge. I had nothing. I was laying pavers, bro.
0: Man, so I, I want to, JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research yes, Foundation, uh, Chemo Noir, get naked was that what it is get naked jacks get naked jacks um onu operation new uniform i'm missing one in there Uh, legs you had mentioned on the phone yeah legs
1: ladies executive golf society yeah we sponsor that as well and it's uh it's a great networking group for uh uh, female professionals that you know get out there and golf and they drink a lot of wine and they're (laughs) hilarious and they take funny pictures but they help each other in business, and yep. it's, it's pretty cool. Jillian Foss is the one that founded we'll that. We'll get her on here, too. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Um, she's good people.
0: Again, we've run out of time. Pete, the job guy, I, again, you've, you started this journey for, for me. I appreciate you. And Angie, You've I look up to you from afar, whether you realize that or not.
1: I appreciate you having me on.
0: Philanthropist, I, yeah. uh, the, the recruiting and staffing guru, <laughs> sales genius, leadership and development coach. Overall fool. A fool. big fool. Okay. We can relate to <laughs> that too. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. We'll get you back on here, hopefully. Yeah, man. Sooner than later. Thank you. That is what the health just happens.